0: Welcome to Teaching La Vida Loca, a podcast for world-language teachers seeking inspiration, unapologetic authenticity, and guidance in centering joy and facilitating language acquisition for the people who matter most, our students. I'm your host, Annabelle, most people call me La Maestra Loca, and I'm an educator just like you, and inspiring teachers is what I do. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Teaching La Vida Loca. Today I'll be sharing some of the strategies I've been using to engage my students in chats and enriching cultural discussions for Latina Heritage Month. Before I begin, I want to share a quote that one of my students um, told me today. One of my little third graders rose her hand. I entered the class, went over the agenda and said, we'll be doing another story about some really incredible people in the Latina community And I'm so excited to share them with you today. She rose her hand and she said, Maestra, isn't it great that in Spanish class, you don't only get to celebrate the Latina community during Latina Heritage Month, but you do it all year round? And I said, yes, it is so great. And I love that she acknowledged that and recognized that. And I think that's an important thing for us to remember, that we should be highlighting and celebrating Uh, the indigenous and latina communities all year round not just during latina heritage month but i thought it was powerful from um the mouth of a, a third grader so this year um and every year i try and highlight individuals in the community that might be lesser known right so um as well as highlighting Latina population in our own city because we have such a rich and diverse uh, community within New Orleans itself, and I'm sure many of you do wherever you live. But with outside of that, I try and highlight people that kids aren't hearing about in their uh, classes I'm not saying people like Frida I mean I'm wearing a Frida dress tomorrow I love her I'm not saying that learning about Frida and Ellen Ochoa is not super important but I love highlighting people who um, are community heroes and um, the little guy if you will Um, that kids won't hear about in their other classes during this month. Uh, I find it far more impactful and really inspiring and motivating for them. The number one resource I use when it comes to finding content for my students is Instagram. Instagram and TikTok. Normally Instagram, because I find that um, people who post stuff on TikTok will just send it to me through Instagram anyways. (laughs) And I have a hard time navigating TikTok, which I know makes me sound really old. But nevertheless, Instagram is my go-to. I love that I'm able to save videos. And when I save those videos, more often than not, I'll then go and see if I can find that content on YouTube, searching the title, searching uh, the name of the person who shared it, just so that I can find something that's easier to share in class. I do share the short clip in class, but I always do it leading up with a story that I write in the target language for my students. I think all too often when we want to dig deep into really rich cultural topics, our go-to is just to do it in L1, just to do it in English because We want to be able to really dig deep with them, and it's too complicated with novice students to figure out how to do it in the target language. I totally disagree. Um, I have a two-day course that I lead on teaching culture and current events in the target language because I think it's so essential that we start teaching culture from the very novice Of levels um, in the target language, doing it in our target language. So what I do is I take a really compelling piece of content. For example, today I used a story um, that I found from an Instagram account called, I don't want to butcher the name, I don't know how to pronounce it correctly, so I'm going to spell it. T-L-A-C-A-E-L-E-L-O-F-I-C-I-A-L. You can rewind if you want to <laughs> do that, or you can just scroll down in my um, show notes and you can find the account linked. I found this video on Maya Pedal or Maya Pedal. Um, it's a company in Guatemala, in the south of Guatemala, just outside of Antigua, that is taking recycled bicicletas and turning them into bici They're turning them into machines, simple machines that don't require electricity, that don't require gasoline, that are great for the environment, that are making the community's lives easier by making the jobs that they would normally do by hand 10 times faster, sometimes 100 times faster with a simple machine that people pedal. And my students were obsessed. They were so engaged, so fascinated. And I did it all in the target language first. I had this video from Instagram. I went and found the exact same video on YouTube. I'll also link that. And I went through and just took clips from the video and then wrote it up in the target language with the very simple language that we already have. For example, I said there, this is all in Spanish, but out of the interest of the other teachers on this podcast who are not Spanish teachers, I'm going to be saying it all in English. There is a community of very creative people that live in Guatemala. Next slide. This town is in the south of Guatemala. It is called San Angel. Ooh, I can't remember the the last word, so I'll just link it again. Um, uh, Next slide. And that had a little map of it, a picture of a map, so I could talk to them about the geography that they saw. Next slide showed a a picture of three women working by hand to uh, grind corn, right? To make uh, masa. And I explained, okay, clase, does it look like they take a lot of time to do this or a little time to do this? All of these are really simple vocabulary using the high frequency words they already know. Lives, likes, does, right? Makes. Makes. Um, And then the cognate máquina comes in. And I'm able to say, clase, ¿usan una máquina o las manos? Are they using a machine or their hands? They all say hands because they know the word hands. And then I say, okay, turn and talk, talk to your neighbor. What do you think máquina is using the strategy I shared about last week in my podcast last week? Turn and talk to your neighbor. They come back and inevitably half the class ended up saying machine. Muy bien clase, excelente, yeah a machine. Gosh, don't you think a machine would make this so much easier? What do What do machines need to work? So this part was in English. They were like electricity, gas, they named it all for me and I said, sí, electricidad, gasolina, all cognates, again. I was able to do this with really simple language, write up all these slides with screenshots in advance so they were getting the background knowledge before seeing the video all in the target language, And then I played the two-minute video at the end, which had subtitles in English, and I didn't mind spending that two minutes and 40 seconds in English because I had done so much front-loading with rich Spanish in the target language, all staying in the target language with obvious brain breaks built in and everything like that. At the end of class, I said, clase, what kind of máquina would you make? what would you make? I even introduced the C clause, went ahead and did it, novice learners, but they knew immediately what I was asking. What kind of machine would you make for your community? They don't care about the grammar if it's in context. All they're doing is they're hearing the Spanish in a different context, in in the context that they know with a different format. I'm using the gestures still. They're turning and talking to their neighbor in English, of course, about what machine they would make. Then I passed out a little paper. Everybody got to design their bike. They took it home. They're going to talk to their families about it tonight. They're so excited. Some of them want to bring back their finished project tomorrow. They're so inspired by this little community doing big things in the south of Guatemala. This company has been in in action. I guess if you want to say in action, has been uh, functioning as uh, this community huge community help since for 21 years um, at least because that was the video that I showed today Um, and my kids were just all in. Another video that I've used is um, a video I found again on Instagram for a women's mariachi band out of new york i found them on great big story they wear pants they uh, embody all the passion and um incredible musicality of a mariachi mariachi band but they're breaking this stigma of the machismo that usually comes with uh mariachi and they talk about this in this wonderful video they talk all in english but i again front loaded it all in spanish with screenshots with pictures of the women describing the women naming the women all with the simple vocabulary that they already have front loading the information so that at the end of class we could watch this video i find that social media and uh, clips in general they don't have to be long are wildly engaging for our kids if we think about how much time they spend on the screens not that I love this but they spend so much time on the screen it is incredibly compelling and engaging to utilize that as a tool in our classrooms especially if we can say in advance we're going to watch a clip in the end but I want to talk to you about that clip beforehand um let's go ahead and do a brain break shall we Let's do a brain break. Ready? Okay, here it comes. Okay, the brain break I want to share with you right now is a selfie brain break. I'm obsessed with a selfie brain break. I've actually only done it twice this year with my students. I really need to do it for all my classes. Um, I just. I, it hasn't been on the forefront of my mind, but I just thought of it. Um, and it's perfect because you can take a selfie right now of yourself listening to this podcast and then share it uh, so other people can listen and be inspired like you. What? I know it's such a good idea. Selfie brain breaks are something I do with my students. Uh, I'll just say, Clase, selfie Diez, nueve, ocho. My kids gather behind me. Um, I stand up on a chair so I'm able to fit all of us in and they make cute faces behind me they make silly faces they make silly poses and I catalog these throughout the year so it's really fun to see like oh this is our September selfie here's a selfie we did in November oh my gosh look how much bigger you are in January oh my gosh here we are at the end of the year in May so it's really fun to catalog they make great yearbook memories um, they make really embarrassing photos to use in eighth grade continuations or senior con- senior graduation videos when your kids, uh, you can use the ones from when you taught them when they were freshmen Or when they were little baby fifth graders and now they're going into high school you know so it's a great brain break to use with your students i hope you love it don't forget to snap a selfie now and share it on your socials tag me and let people know what episode you're listening to and maybe what uh what you've learned so far so it drags them in i'd love to have more listeners to inspire more teachers just like you and hopefully their students too Okay, so now that I've shared this idea with you of a short form video um, prefaced with some target language slides um, previewing what the kids will see, I wanted to share some of the sites that I think you should follow or or Instagram accounts that I think you should follow for this great content. A lot of these people also have YouTube channels. Um, I want to give credit first of all to... Um, a course I took with Francoise Tenu, the woke Spanish teacher on Instagram called Brave Spaces. She is phenomenal and actually shares a million accounts that are great for you to follow for content like this, but she is, um, really the, the voice behind a lot of what I've learned about inclusive language in the Spanish classroom, um. While I say Latine Heritage Month, a lot of people put that X on the end. The X is not pronounced. I learned this from her. Um, Instead, it's a placeholder for you to insert an O, an A, an E, an I, whatever um, feels most comfortable in any time you see an X. But um, again, credit to all I learned from Francoise Tenu on her Instagram, um, as well as in her course, uh, Brave Spaces. Uh, I know that she does it, at least at the beginning of the year. I don't know if she does it throughout, but it's worth um, going to her, following her, and um, keeping an eye out for that course. Uh, the other accounts, the one I shared earlier, T L A C A E L E L O FICIAL, um, is a fantastic one. Project Pulso is wonderful. That's at Project Pulso. Lots of great content, not just uh, video content, but great images, too, for picture talks. Um, Freddie Travel is, I'm obsessed, y'all. I'm obsessed with Freddie Travel, F-R-E-D-D-Y Travel. He is the person who does um, the La Historia de Hoy videos, if you've ever seen them. They're really short, fast, minute-long videos that are so rich in history and culture, Um, and very compelling for students. They're like fast editing. They've got that cut editing that students love. Um, He makes amazing videos. I love what he shares. He's also just really fun. to. I love his personality and his joy. Um, Great big story I mentioned earlier. Uh, That's not really necessarily always, actually, it's almost never just Spanish content. It's like cool content from all over the world but it makes for great content all year round um and then aj plus espanol um that's another one that also is on youtube um but has a great instagram account a lot of what they share though is um content that i wouldn't necessarily be able to share in my spanish class but it's great uh for me just as somebody who is continuing to acquire and trying to be knowledgeable and constantly learning um, about the world around me so um, hopefully that was helpful to you i'm so excited for you to see the video i shared with my students today um, about maya pedal and i hope that you're able to use it and other content that you find when following these amazing accounts on instagram Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'm so grateful for you. Uh, It is something else that I added to my crazy overfilled plate, but it's something I've been really enjoying. So the more you share it and the more you let me know that it's been helpful to you, the more I feel inspired to do these episodes, even at nine o'clock at night on a Tuesday, which I was supposed to publish this today and I'm just recording it today. Oh, well. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful night and I will talk to you next time. Until then, I'll be teaching La Vida Loca and I am sure you will be too. <laughs> Take care, teacher.